This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like, when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us some men who know the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God, that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of the truth will be maligned. And their greed, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, for their destruction is not asleep. Thank you for tuning in to this bonus episode of Matter of Theology. Uh, we are going to be touching on an issue that is uh, very uh, m- makes all of us here very angry, um, and it's it's just Chris and I. Um, Josh unfortunately can't be here, but uh, I do have uh, the authority to speak for him, uh, and that this is, uh, something that has made him very, very angry. And we are talking about, uh, what is going on at Bethel church, uh, this past week. Uh, maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you haven't, if you haven't, this is what's going on. Uh, a little girl, two years old, she is the daughter of one of the worship leaders there. She passed away unexpectedly. And since then, the church, Bethel Church, has been attempting to resurrect her. And this is uh, pagan. This is absolutely pagan in its nature. Uh, This is unbiblical. Uh, But what we're going to do, and and we had actually decided, Chris and I, we were talking about doing a bonus episode um, yesterday. But then Bill Johnson dropped a video, and this video is what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to play the video, uh, probably uh, stopping you know, at different points just to address things that he's saying. Uh, but this really gets at the heart of the problem, the root of it, the, the false theology. Uh, if after this, uh, these shenanigans of Bethel, if you don't see that they are a false ministry, that they are false prophets, that Bill Johnson is a false teacher, uh, 
I don't know what could be what what to tell you. Uh, I don't know what could be more of a display of that than this than this right here. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's something that we've talked about on the podcast before. We've we've talked about Bethel a good bit, and um, everybody knows that when that subject gets uh, gets brought up, um, uh, I get a little fired up, um, a lot fired up, and 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 the reason that I get fired up is because. Uh, of of this errant, aberrant, rank heresy. Just, we have to call it what it is. We can no longer sit by and um, and, 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 and just, and, 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 and make excuses uh, for these people, for these, for these charlatans. Uh, we need to pray and encourage them to repent, confess Christ as Lord, and to repent of their heresy. Um, and that's not a word that used to be a word that I threw around a lot. Um, but, uh, but, but through some wise counsel and conviction that I've, it's not a word that you throw around a lot. Um, uh, but scripture is absolutely clear, uh, on, on how, uh, people like this are to be dealt with. Uh, you, you call out the teaching, uh, but then especially those in a public arena and Avenue, uh, you, you rebuke them publicly. Um, and, and that is something that, uh, that we've done on, on previous occasions on matter of theology. And, uh, it's, it's something that we're going to do tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, first and foremost, um, you know, as a parent, um, of an almost four-year-old and, and AG is, uh, a parent of, uh, almost a nine month old, uh, you know, it, um, uh, nine month old in the womb. Not Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he has um, not yet born yet. No, correct. 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 Um, so nine month old since yeah conception. Uh, so, you know, but it's, it's, it's our heart breaks, uh, for this couple. Um, and, uh, and, and so we're heartbroken for the people. Um, uh, but, but to use, uh, uh the words of Costi Hen, uh, this afternoon, he released a video with one of the pastors at his church and, it's uh, about a 24-minute video, but it is excellent. Uh, we're heartbroken for the people, but we're absolutely horrified at the theology uh, and what the theology is doing. Um, and one of the reasons that we wanted to, to, to talk about this is there were some people that, that follow us and listen to us who asked, you know, I haven't seen a lot of responses about this yet. Uh, number one. Number two, um, you know, we live in Atlanta, Georgia. Bethel's in Redding, California. Um, I was, I was texted, uh, not even an hour ago, uh, from a, a mutual friend of, uh, of the show and of ours, um, that there was, uh, some college students that have had a quote, you know, hashtag wake up olive worship night at their home. Uh, and, and the things that were going on there, um, was, uh, you know, singing and laughing uncontrollably. Um, I'm just reading right now. Some people were convulsing. Uh, and, and singing things like wake, O sleeper, wake from the dead. Um, and, uh, of course this is taken out of context and, uh, but, but there are people being led astray all over the world because of the reach of technology. Um, and, 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 and it just has to stop it, it, it. Enough is enough. We, we can no longer continue to say that there, that, that Bill Johnson is not a heretic. He's just immature. We can no longer say that Jeremy Riddle is no, not, not a false teacher. He's just immature. Corey Asprey, uh, Carrie Job uh, mm-hmm. has jumped all over this. Um, yeah. Yeah, Phil Wickham, that this breaks my heart, but Phil Wickham has jumped on this. Um, you know, it 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 it's far-reaching and it's damaging. 
Um, uh, so, so yeah, we're just going to just kind of play this video and, and uh, talk through what the Bible says about some of the proof text and, uh, and, and, and this situation, it's not going to be exhaustive, uh, as, uh, all this has just kind of come about very quickly this week. Um, and, uh, well, AG and I both have jobs. So, and fitness. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna play the video and, and, uh, um, go yeah. from there. So, so, so when you, if you hear something where you want me to stop, just yell, stop. <laughs> gotcha. Likewise. Yeah. Well, you're controlling it. So yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm Bill Johnson from Bethel Church here, Redding, California. First of all, I wanted to say thank Stop. you to the countless number. It's not a church. It's not. It's, it's not a cult. A church. It is. It's a cult. That's right. Okay, you can keep going. Well, I'm, I'm just going to direct people. If you want to find out more about that, check out Cultish. They're defecting from yes. Bethel. But uh, check out other... Uh, episodes from cultish as well where they talk about the new age uh, because a lot of the practices that go on at bethel are new age practices new age right. occult practices check out defining deception by costi hen and anthony wood as well go ahead that's right there's people around the world that have been praying with us for the miracle that we need this week saturday just a few days ago we had a great tragedy one of the key individuals in our world uh, their two-year-old little girl died quite unexpectedly, just out of nowhere. And so we've been uh, praying for the miracle of God. Mom and dad, Andrew and Callie have asked us to pray for resurrection. We've joined with them. We have a biblical precedent. Jesus raised the dead. Stop. Jesus. That's exactly where I was going to stop it. Okay, <laughs> you, you go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, we do believe in miracles. Absolutely. We believe in the miracle of God, that he can absolutely raise the dead. And we should pray for miracles. And, and we should pray for miracles. We should pray for that. Uh, but for him to say there's a biblical precedent for that, what he's about to do is he's about to try to give biblical warrant for that. And he's about to completely uh, rip texts out of context and misapply them. He's going to apply texts that are for Jesus and he's he, take them and he's going to apply them to us as though this was written for us to do when it was not. Correct. What did you have? Oh, uh, no, no, <laughs> I, I, no, absolutely. Well, and, and, and we'll go ahead and tackle this right now. Uh, he, he's going to talk a lot about Jesus and Christ. And, mm -hmm. but we have to remember that the, that the Jesus that Bethel and Bill Johnson believe in is not the Jesus of scripture. That's right. Uh, they hold to and affirm, uh, an Arian heresy, uh, that says that Christ has divulged himself of his deity. Mm -hmm. Uh, they and do there's not videos where you can Correct. hear Bill Johnson there's full about. messages. There are books, uh, where, where, where you, you can absolutely read this. This is not something I'm pulling out of the blue. I'm not, we are not taking what he said out of context. That's very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, I'm going to go back to something that, uh, that AG and I have talked about offline and, and you kind of mentioned it just now. I mean, uh, if you're listening to this and your first initial reaction is to want to defend Bill Johnson, uh, and Bethel church, um, we need to have a deeper conversation, uh, honestly. Uh, because look, I, I am not inerrant in my interpretation of scripture. Uh, we've talked about that on the, on the, on the show as well, that, that, that our interpretation can be flawed. Um, however, 
when it comes to uh, what is propagated from Bethel, uh, I'm, I'm not wrong there. And, and, and I can confidently say that I'm not wrong based upon the authority of Scripture, not any authority that I have, because I don't have any. Uh, but the Jesus that they believe in is not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus that they believe in, and the reason that he's saying this is because he believes that Jesus Christ was just a man, uh, uh, just a man, not truly and fully God, um, but just a man who did what he did under the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Jesus has modeled how we are to live our lives. Now, you see how twisted and how sneaky that is. Um, absolutely. Our goal is to be conformed more and more into the image of Christ, Paul said in 2 Corinthians. However, um, we, we also need to remember that Jesus uh, is truly and fully God and truly and fully man. And that is how that, that, that that's what makes the whole penal substitutionary atonement work. Uh, propitiation, expiation, that is what completes that, is the fact that he was truly and fully God, because only God could absorb the wrath of God on behalf of those whom he has called out of darkness into marvelous light. That's right. Now, uh, in times past, Bill Johnson is on record as saying he cannot allow for a gospel, or he cannot accept a gospel that allows for sickness. Now, what about a gospel that allows for death? Can he allow that? Because uh, now what happens when uh, people are praying for, for the resurrection of this girl and it doesn't happen? Now what happens? Because was she sick? Obviously, she had some kind of a sickness that was unknown. Right. Therefore... Uh, she passed away. So now, but what does that mean? Did did the did were they? Obviously, we know they don't preach a true gospel. So, but does that mean that the parents didn't understand the true gospel? That they didn't? They had a false gospel, and and the child still got sick. I mean, how does that even play in with that? Well, and and uh, you know, going back to uh, I, I just just uh, just a few hours ago, watched the video from Costi and, and uh, a pastor by the name of John at his church, and uh, here's here's one of the points that they brought up, um, and and this kind of relates to exactly what you're saying is uh, this turns God into someone who says, well, if if you have enough faith, I will let the miracle go. If you do enough, if you sing enough, if you pray enough, if you shout and convulse and 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 give yourself over enough, I will give you your child back. Mm-hmm. That is not the God of Scripture. Right. That puts God at our command. Correct. And that is also not the God of Scripture. Right. That, that, that is not the way um, that that is absolutely not the way this works. And and so for me, like I'm, I'm heartbroken because as a parent, I put myself in that position. Right. I put myself in the position of going, what would I do? How would I respond? Um, what would I feel? I would pray, God forbid, if something happened to my son, my wife, uh, I, when my grandfather passed away, I prayed, Lord, just bring him back, please. Like it, you're going to feel those things. But, 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 but the issue with this, it, the bigger issue with this, and I wrote this earlier, this, th- these are my words. I wrote this down. I just, I was just reading earlier and this, this, uh, th- this is just what I started thinking. I said, could it be that the reason that these people are acting out in this way is because the peace of Christ 
dwells in them not. That combined with the grief of losing a child is too much. And this, of course, makes what Bill Johnson, Carrie Joe, Bethel, and etc. makes what they are doing that much worse and diabolical. Because they don't, if they don't truly have the peace of Christ that dwells in them. I was reading Thomas Watson, A Body of Divinity, earlier, and he was, he was talking through, in the very last section of that book, he was talking to uh, talking about death in the last day for the believer, and um, and and you know one of the things that uh, that he said in response to Philippians one twenty one for me to live as Christ and to die as gain, he said to the believer death is great gain. A, a saint can tell what his losses for Christ are here, but he cannot tell how great his gains are at death. To me, to die is gain. Paul said. Death to a believer is the daybreak of eternal brightness. To show fully what a believer's gains are at death were a task too great for an angel. All hyperboles fall short of it. The reward of glory exceeds our faith. And I mean, that, that's, that's the truth. And so, you know, I, AG and I were talking on the phone uh, today. And, you know, when this little girl stepped into glory, were she among the elect? Uh, and and that's not up for us to decide. As heartbreaking and as hard of a pill that is for us to swallow, um, that that is going to ha- that that is absolutely a work of God. Because obviously, I mean, and again, I can't I can't make this call, but based upon the fruits that I see from her parents and where her parents go, I just only hope that the full gospel was exposed to her. Because faith only comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when she stepped into glory, she doesn't want to come back. You know, Carrie Job reposted something that Rita Springer said, and she said, it's it's up to God and it's up to Olive. Well, yeah, it's up to God, but I guarantee you for any saint that has stepped into glory, they don't, they don't want to come back here. They're home, you know, and I won't launch into, I I read through the the whole last section about the resurrection and, 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 and and the glory of death for the believer. And that is better than our birthday. Thomas Watson says, yep. Um, you know, but I, I digress. We've stopped at the video. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, cause you touched on, on, on a good point that I wanted to make. And that is if we pray for resurrection of the dead, right? Th- those who are close to us that we love that, that have passed on, uh, to pray for their resurrection, one for them to come back would only be by a miracle of God and his right. will. Right. But there is a greater resurrection That's to right. be had a greater resurrection. And that was one of the reasons that Jesus Christ was able to raise people from the dead. He That's is right. showing his authority as God, but it's just like, I'm going to let you say it. Cause you said it earlier and I was like, yeah, go, go for it. Well, no, I'm, I'm, it's just going back to, to John 11 where Lazarus dies. And, uh, I'm, I'm try, I don't have my Bible. I have open. it right here. I have it right yeah, here. Yeah. Go ahead about the, the resurrection. Yeah. We're, so, where so Mary says, talks about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, verse 22. Um, Even now I know whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus in verse 25 said, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And verse 27, and she said to him, yes, Lord, 
I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. Mm. Man, that gives that gives me chills right yeah. there. Like he's the resurrection and the life. And everyone who lives in context, and you're going to hear this in a second from Bill Johnson, in context, he's talking about spiritual living. Those who die physically that are in Christ will live spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's those who are in Christ wants to die. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, Martha, not Mary. Let's continue. Let's continue. Good old Billy boy here. Raised the dead. Not only that, he introduced himself as the resurrection and the life. In fact, in John 11, verse 40, he says, If you believe, you will see the glory of God. And so, seeing what Jesus has accomplished, what he did in his lifetime, and then when you add to that, that he commanded his followers, his disciples, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, to heal the sick to raise the dead, to cast out devils, to cleanse lepers. None of those are things that we can actually do. Okay, hold on. Matthew chapter 10. This is is one of the first instances where he's sending his disciples out, Mm -hmm. right? And and what happens? Do they accomplish what what they were supposed to do? No. No, they don't. (laughs) But after Christ's resurrection... His ascension, they're sent out, they're dispersed out to proclaim the gospel. Do they accomplish what Christ gave them authority to do? Yes. Yes. Why? Because Christ has given them that authority for the establishment of the church, for the foundation of the gospel, for it to go forth that's what's going on. That's the command. It's not for us. It was for them as the establishment of the church, the pillars and the foundation of the church. Yep. Yep. Yes. Keep going, unfortunately. So so just to recap, Bill Johnson says we have a biblical precedent. Then he launches into to John chapter 11, which we just told you the context. So you saw him rip it out of context. Then you saw him apply it to the disciples but if you read Matthew 10, they don't accomplish that. So <clears throat> let's continue. And he commanded us because somehow in our yes, he gives us the ability to carry out his mission. Being commissioned means we've said yes to his mission. Anyway, this is our heart. So we've tried to run with a, a real conviction and a devotion to the very thing that Jesus taught us to do. So he modeled it. And he commanded us to do the same. Some have asked, isn't this interrupting the sovereignty of God? And my response is, you know, I mean, first of all, we don't ever want to violate the sovereignty of God. God Stop. He chooses. Oh, <laughs> nothing. I'm just going to say this and then we'll keep going because because what he's about to say, is it's a it's a just thank you for putting a softball on the tee. Um. Nothing interrupts the sovereignty of God. That's why he's sovereign. That's what the word means, in control of all things. (laughs) Nothing happens outside of the command and authority of God. Nothing. Just keep that in mind as we're about to 
play this next portion because this is a doozy. Oh, yeah. This is what he wants, and we cooperate with him. There's no question. But then my we question don't have a choice. is, why did Jesus raise the dead? Did he violate the sovereignty of God? Did we have the Father will one thing and Jesus will another? Of course not. We know that's not true. Quite the reason right. Jesus raised the dead is because not everyone dies in God's timing. Stop! Oh, my gosh! <clears throat> if God is sovereign and not everyone dies in God's time, then God is not sovereign. Oh. Now, I just want to direct everyone real quick to a passage of Scripture in 1 Samuel. Thank you. First, first Samuel chapter two, what you have is you have a prayer from Hannah. Okay. Uh, Hannah, who is the prophet Samuel's mother, Hannah prays. And I, and I really want to start this. I, I want to start this in verse two, and then I'm going to skip down. Ver, so first Samuel chapter two, verse two, Hannah says, there is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. So she is giving praise and worship to God. Now skip down to verse 6. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. It is all the Lord. Why does anyone die? They die because the Lord willed them to die. That's it was right. in his will for them to die. Why does anyone become alive? Because he has made them alive. Correct. This is the sovereignty of God. So to say, to, to, to claim God to be sovereign, but then say not everyone dies according to God's time is a complete lie. Now you've just made God not sovereign. Because clearly in God's word, it says the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh kills, Yahweh makes alive. I mean, all you have to do is read your Bible and you see these things. Uh, God is the one who didn't lift a finger to create creation. Nothing happens outside of his command. R.C. Sproul said not one atom, not one piece of an atom uh, moves or does anything outside of the sovereignty of the Lord. And again, I, I mean, Scripture is full of uh passages that that remind us of his sovereignty his power his work um to to say to say something absolutely as asinine is is that um is is ridiculous that's right that's basically to say god has no control over correct. his own creation correct correct, uh, correct. let's I, keep going yeah let's keep going I, and Jesus could tell, and he would interrupt that funeral. He would interrupt that process that some would just call the sovereignty of God. And he'd raise the little girl. He'd raise the adult person from the dead. The Stop. point is, Jesus set a precedent for us to follow. The, the, the point is, Jesus 
uh, being the second member of the Trinity, uh, truly and fully God, um, was completing the will of God uh, mm -hmm. as part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the point. The point right. is that we have not been commissioned and given the gift of healing to, to raise people from the dead. That's the point. That's okay. right. Jesus said, I came not to do my will, but the but will of Father. him, of he who sent me. That's right. That's right. We rarely know what we're doing, especially when we come into new areas like this. There's no manual that tells us fast this many days, pray this many hours. We don't have any of that. What we do have is a biblical precedent, Jesus's lifestyle and Jesus's commands. Someone asked, how long do you pray and when do you quit praying? And I don't have a good answer. We're kind of in the middle of that journey right now. But there is a biblical precedent to continue praying. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, is a whole story about the importance of persistent persistence in prayer. Um, what is it? The end of Hebrews uh, 10 and the beginning of Hebrews 11 talks about enduring faith. The faith that endures past what everybody would expect is that need. To Stop it right there. What is the point of the book of Hebrews? Who's it written to? It's written to Jews who are in who are suffering persecution and they're turning back from Christ to go back the old ways. So this endurance that the writer of Hebrews is talking about is an endurance to continue in the faith. That's right. Because the very next chapter is all about the triumphs of faith. That's and right. The great chapter, the hall of faith, as it's been called. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay, keep going hold something so we're in that point we we admittedly are just trying our best we want to honor mom and dad. we want to honor their heart as of the recording of this episode this girl's been in the morgue for six days mm -hmm. six days mm -hmm. um <sighs> now we we got sent a couple text messages or not text messages but tweets the other day um and I told I told y'all that that's Southern, by the way, for any Northerners or, or Californians <laughs> listening, y'all, you all, y'all. Um, I said that one of my fears, because this is happening at Bethel, one of my fears is that someone would be getting quote unquote words of knowledge the same way Smith Wigglesworth did, right. Right, and if you don't know the story of Smith or one of the stories of Smith Wigglesworth, it's said that at one of his meetings, a uh, a woman came up with her dead infant, and Smith Wigglesworth got a word from the Lord, and he asked the mother, "Do you trust me with what the Lord says?" And she says, "Yes." So Smith Wigglesworth throws the baby against a wall. Then he goes over and kicks the baby. And supposedly the baby comes comes alive with not not a scratch on it or anything like that. And one of my one of my fears was that someone was going to have this kind of uh word from the Lord to do something horrific like that because uh, if you can remember back to the 
the Bethel grave sucking incidents, one of the graves that they were at was Smith Wigglesworth. Yep. Well, and uh, I, you know, when we, when we talked about speaking in tongues on the podcast, uh, you know, one of the questions that I asked and, and, and I've, uh, I've, I've gathered this question from, uh, from uh, Dr. John MacArthur. Um, when you look at the gifts uh, of the spirit, uh, the apostolic gifts, um, that were given, uh, they they were given to the apostles to establish apostolic authority, as the New Testament had not been written or was being writing be, being written uh, at, at the you know at the time that all of this is going on and afterwards. Uh, but one of the things you notice in Scripture, first of all, is that the the, the gifts start to taper off. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've talked right. about that a ton. Um, now, uh, but you look at who those gifts were given to, the apostles, uh, those who had seen the physically resurrected Christ, and that includes the Apostle Paul. So one of the questions that I always think is very, very good to ask is, you know, because Bethel has a team. They have a, 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 ra- a resurrection team, a raising of the dead team. And this team supposedly goes around and tries to raise people from the dead. No confirmed resurrections yet. Uh, but, but the question that, that I always keep coming around to is were the Lord to give those gifts again? Why do you honestly think that He would give those gifts to people uh, who outright blaspheme the Son of God, mm. who outright uh, take the name of the Lord in vain by attributing attributes to the Holy Spirit, Jesus as the Son of God, and God the Father Himself? that you do not find in scripture. In fact, not only do you not find them in scripture, they are the literal antithesis of what you do find in scripture concerning the Holy Trinity. Um, I, 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 asked, I asked that question. Um, I, I echoed that question of Dr. MacArthur. What, why, why would he do that? Mm. I mean, because from what I can see in scripture, uh, the apostles are also very clear about how we're to live. Um, yeah. and, 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 and you don't see that. Um, and this, this whole thing, man, it's heartbreaking. I really, I really am heartbroken for, for, the, for this little girl's parents. Um, but we'll keep, keep going and then we'll talk about that towards the end. Um, for the resurrection of their child. And so we've said, yes, we've partnered with them. The child has been in, in the morgue ever since, uh, the child died. He's not, she's not here. We don't surround the baby and perform some ritual. We're just Yet. together, honestly, to worship Jesus. He's the miracle worker. We're not. He's Amen. the grace giver. We're not. He's the one from whom all perfect gifts flow. And we simply are here to honor the name of Jesus. Stop. We know enough about this. So in this section, th- this is where, this is where things are deadly. This is where the the deception, in my opinion, is the strongest. Because you listen to those things that he just said. And there are going to be people, people in our own camp, the reformed camp, the cessationist camp, who hear this. And they're going to be like, well, see, see, he, he just said it. Jesus is the miracle worker. Jesus is, it's up to him. And, and, and to my, my response to that is that's what makes this so deadly. 
Because as, as Costi Hinn says in his book, Defining Deception, quote, uh, oh, I'm not going to quote it because I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> but, but the worst kind of poison is the poison that's wrapped in sugar, that's wrapped in chocolate. You know, you read those stories, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but you read these stories of, of people poisoning one another with antifreeze or coolant. And it's got like a sweet taste. I used to work on cars, went to school for automotive technology. Hello. And I'm not using that right now. Uh, but uh, but you know, when you work on vehicles and, and, and you're working on a coolant system, you're going to get coolant splashed in your face. It has a sweet taste to it. And so there are people who would who would poison one another by putting the, the antifreeze in wine or Coke uh, or something like that. And that's exactly what you see with what he's saying right now is you see that what he said is true. It's like when we're going through Romans 11, right? Uh, when, when, when Romans 11, when Paul is getting to that section where the Gentiles are going to get conceited and puffed up because they're inside and the, and the Jews are on the outside. And, and he's talking about the broken branches and, and that they are grafted in because the natural branches were broken off. And Paul says, quite right. You're absolutely right. But it's, it's the heart and the word and the attitude behind what you're saying. And so what Bill Johnson's saying here is correct. But that's what makes this dangerous and deadly is because people go, well, that's correct. So what he's saying at the beginning must also be correct. Right. Yeah. They don't know how to uh, decipher the, the good from the bad. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon says that discernment isn't just just, a, you know, deciding what's right and wrong, but what's b between right and almost right. That's right. That's true discernment. Yeah. So. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. This process through the years. We know enough that when there's a breakthrough, when there's an answer, when there's a miracle of any kind, he gets the glory. He gets the credit. He's Again. the one who performed it. Amen. It may have been our hands, may have been our words, but honestly, he's the miracle worker. We're just tools in his hands. But when it doesn't work, we don't blame God. We give him the glory. We give him the praise. We celebrate his goodness, his kindness. When it doesn't work, we don't blame God. Well, do, who do you blame? I thought you said God was sovereign. Oh, but not everybody dies according to God's timing. Sorry, I forgot. You're talking out of both sides of his mouth. Right. Because nothing about our experience, difficult or not, changes who he is. We are spending our life trying to discover this wonderful, wonderful father who is so perfect in every way. And our passion, our heart, is to discover that and to make it known. We've got a planet of people that are hurting so deeply because they just don't know what this Heavenly Father is like. Pause, pause, so pause, 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 pause. Give them the word of God That's right. for the love of Pete. <clears throat> you want them to know what God is like? We have his mind in this book. You want them to know who the father is? Give them the book. Get rid of the charades and the charlatan and the shenanigans and give them the word of God. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Now, this is where I'm going to speak for Josh right here, because Josh does biblical counseling and he has had to deal with grieving parents in mm. situations like this. And this is what makes him so angry about this because he's had to look those parents in the face and console them. Mm. And what Bill Johnson's doing, what Bethel's doing is not pointing people to Jesus. No, it's actually pointing them away from Jesus. Yep. 
Yeah, it's 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 pointing them to it's pointing them to you to what you have to do. That's right. You, you have to pray. You have to sing. You have to. You have to. You have to. All of that when that's not what the Bible teaches. Give them the book, the living and active word of God that that through the power of the whole, that's where the power of the Holy Spirit, that's where it does the most work today is through the word of God. Oh, tell them, hey, you know what? I, you agree. Take them to Psalm 77. Take them to, to when Paul is pouring out. I mean, pouring out. I mean, listen to the words of Psalm 77. You know, my voice rises to God and I will cry aloud. My voice rises to God and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. In the night, my hand was stretched out without weariness, but my soul refused to be comforted. When I remember God, then I'm disturbed. When I sigh, then my spirit grows faint. You have held my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate with my heart and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject forever? And will he never again be favorable? Has his loving kindness ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious or has he in anger withdrawn his compassion? Then I said, it is my grief that the right hand of the most high God has changed. And then verse 11, Paul or David changes his tone. I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. And he goes through this, this crying out and this calling out and this preaching to himself, this encouragement to himself. You know, do you want them to know the mind of God, Bill Johnson? Take them to second Timothy four eighteen, where it says the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom and to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. You know, it, you, you want them to know the mind of God and death and dealing with the death of their little girl. Take them to Romans 14, which my Bible is, the pages are sticking together. Romans 14, verse 8 says, says this. And if we live, we live for the Lord. Or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Comfort them with that. Take them to 1 Thessalonians 4 that deals with the death of believers and how we are, are, as professing believers, are to share, as Paul says, comfort one another with these words. That's the You want them to know the Father truly? That's where you point them. Not much, not much longer left. We're going to get some things good, right? Some things we won't do so well. But we're in a journey like you, like many of you, and we're in this pursuit to see Jesus exalted and a whole generation of people that can accurately and responsibly demonstrate the love, the purity, and the power of God. This is our passion. Hmm. And Those are you, great words. It, it, it is a great word. That, that he, th Those are great words that he's saying. The problem is they're not loving. What you just read truth. is loving, yep. it is how to properly deal with that. What they're doing is not loving. Because what happens when she doesn't rise? 
What happens to the parents when they say, we put all our faith in that. We did what you said to do and it didn't happen. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the, look at what that does to them. You know, at, at best it will, it will show them an action that, that they will end up struggling to pray. When we're told to pray, not to command God to do something, not to demand that he do something, but to pour out our hearts in worship and when we need him. And, and, and so what that's going to do for the, this couple and, and these people, right? The, the, these kids that I got a text about earlier, their kids are college students. What is that going to tell them? I'm, I'm reminded of Christ's warning to, to leading us people astray. And, and it'd be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the sea. Yeah. You know, I, 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 again, those are great words that he's saying, but, but again, the Jesus that, that they believe in uh, is not the Jesus of the Bible. And, and, and he's saying those words to appease people like us who are reaching out and saying, stop this, stop this chica- chicanery, stop. Because at this point you are doing eternal damage to people. And again, we affirm the sovereignty of God and God can save anyone out of anywhere. But that doesn't, that doesn't give us the right uh, to blaspheme uh, the, the, the Trinity and the works of, 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 of the Lord. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, a lot of times, people like Bill Johnson, people in that movement, that hyper-charismatic movement, what they'll say is they'll, they'll look at what Jesus did. And they'll say, Jesus did that to show us that that's what we can do mm-hmm. when that's not true. The things that Jesus did were to show himself as a Messiah. Mm. When Jesus raises people from the dead, they're to show a couple of things. One, they're to show that he has authority over life and death as God himself. Mm-hmm. They're also a foreshadowing right? that all men are dead right? and that only he, only true life is in him. Right. And that he's the one that gives life. Right. Amen. Well, you know, in, in this, I'm reminded of uh, the Behold Your God podcast, um, you know, Matthew Robinson and, and uh, Dr. John Snyder uh, just got done doing this, uh, this, this series, uh, four part series uh, uh, where, where they're, re- they're reading through the life of uh, Andrew Bernard and uh, talking about the and, loss well, of his wife. They've, Go ahead. they've got Andrew Bernard, yeah. John Newton yeah. and Hudson yeah. Taylor. Yeah. 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 So I'm reminded of the, the second episode, um, you know, again, pointing, pointing people to the truth is, you know, we have to remind, uh, we, we, you need to remind people that death is not without purpose. You know, Allah's death as, as difficult as this may be. And I, and, and, and we've had some, some, you know, again, just through conversations, mutual friends of ours that have, that have echoed this. And so, um, you know, Allah's death is not without purpose. It's not. Um, I, I would venture to say, and I, I can't, I can't confirm this, but I would venture to say, even today, that there have been people who have been saved out of this movement through her death. 
because of the uh, of of what this is exposing. Uh, uh, the the well, I thought I thought Bethel was supposed to be able to raise people from the dead. That's what they, that's what they talk about. They, they they say that a salvation salvation without miracle signs and wonders, salvation with sickness, salvation with struggle, salvation with death is not true salvation. That's what they teach. And so I, I I would venture to say I would almost guarantee that I can't obviously a hundred percent, but it, her death is not without purpose. No death for a believer is without purpose because of the resurrection. You know, Thomas Watson said that the doctrine of the resurrection is a key article of our faith, and and the reason that it is is because of the resurrection that we will experience. But but then we we have to remember, and this is where my heart breaks for these parents: grief is real. We are, we are not supposed to just cover it up. We, they have, you, you can, I've watched some of these videos of these poor parents dancing on stage and man, it breaks my heart because you can almost see in the way that they're moving around. It's just like, they are exhausting every last effort with a false hope at this point. You have to mourn that she's not coming back. And when, when we're grieved, we don't need to character, you know, question the character of God. We need to remember that we're loved by God. Just like I was saying earlier in Psalm 77, we need to remind ourselves of who he is. And we don't need to waste our grief. You know, I, again, point people to that, Bill. Quit. Well, you know, you read you read Second Peter when we started. You know, and, and, and my mind is, is immediately gone to, you know, the fact that they set up a GoFundMe page for a hundred thousand dollars. Well, if, if there's going to be a resurrection, what's the hundred grand for? Because it's, because it's the reason that there's a GoFundMe page for a hundred thousand dollars is because they're greedy. The people, the reason that there's, and, 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 and Costi and, and Pastor John talked about it. The reason that there's, that, that there's a, a GoFundMe page is because it, it's drawing more attention to it. When it needs to be you, Bill Johnson, Chris Vallotton, if your true pastors and shepherds need to be pulling these people in close to you and shepherding them. Mm-hmm. Not exploiting them. Correct. You can keep going if you want to. <laughs> Well, let's see what else he has to say towards the end here. Oh, Billy. Thank you again. So many of you have helped us. You've prayed with us. You've joined with us. Some of you did so a couple of years ago when we had little Jackson Taylor in the crisis and a miracle that got performed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Others of you have sent challenging questions to us. And, and I thank you as well because we never. I want to know what those challenging questions are. I asked one. Did you? Yeah. I I sent a message and I asked them how on earth they could sincerely exploit the parents. Mm. Just what you said. I I, I I did send a private message uh, and, and just implored them to stop. Please stop. You're damaging the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. You are damaging the hearts of these parents and, and you are leading people astray. Please repent and believe on the Lord Jesus. Yep. We'll see if I get a response. You won't. Probably not. Want to take anything for granted. We just have this heart to walk in purity, to walk in love, to walk responsibly. And we said yes to that call. 
and you've helped us. So I want to thank you. I want to bless all of you in Jesus' name. Thank you for being part of our global family. You haven't walked in purity. You have, you have not. Uh, Bill Johnson, you have not walked in purity as it relates to the sufficiency of Scripture and truly being a shepherd, an under-shepherd under the true shepherd, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. It's, uh, we, we, we have to remember, um, you know, for all of us, um, who profess, uh, belief in Jesus, that death is a very real part of life. Uh, Thomas Watson also said that, uh, that our birth, our death day should be more exciting than our birthday. And obviously death is an unknown right to all of us. And, um, but we, we, scripture, scripture speaks, uh, to, to the, the, the truth of death, but also, uh, the truth of who Christ is and the victory that we have in him, the true Christ, um, because of what he has done, because of his works, because of what he has accomplished, uh, and because he lives in us, uh, we need not fear death. We only need to fear the one who could kill both the body and the soul. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, I want to close with this uh, from myself that, and Chris, you touched on it earlier, that if these parents are true believers, uh, this little girl being two years old, we don't know what happens between this this little girl and God right upon her slipping from this life into the next right we don't know we don't want to presume uh anything uh we pray that she is among the elect but just like you said if she is among the elect and she is in glory with the father that is the greatest place she could ever be. Um, yeah, and, and this is where this is where, and just to echo that, I know you said you wanted wanted to close, but that just reminded me of um, uh, th- th- this is where we have to where we're knowing and studying the attributes of God continue to encourage. Um, scripture doesn't say. Uh, you know, you, you'll hear in certain dispensational circles about ages of accountability uh, with with kids, and uh, and 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 Ag and I were talking about it on the phone earlier, and he said that uh, you know uh, we, we, you want to be careful, and 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 the uh, just saying uh, as far as a blanket statement that uh, you know that all all, all babies and and, and kids. Uh, uh, go to heaven. We, we hope they do. D- don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but then just like AG said, you know, that, that you don't want that to turn in, <laughs> turn in, you know, a stuff like abortion into the greatest heaven filling machine out there. And and I'm not trying to be insensitive and I'm not trying to be harsh, but I am saying that what we hope in scripture doesn't speak to that specifically, but what scripture does speak to is that our God is uh, a perfect heavenly father. Mm-hmm. That he's going to do what what is just, absolutely, and he is just, and we have no right as fallen individuals and human beings to shake our fist at God and say that's not fair. 
regardless of how hard it hurts. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It does have to go down, but it takes a while to go down, admittedly. Um, but we have to remember that, 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 uh, uh, what was she among the elect? And I pray that she was, I hope that she was, I hope all kids and babies are, um, um, to a certain age, you know, uh, or whatever, however that works, that's up to the Lord. And I trust in his sovereignty. Um, you know, but, but she doesn't, she doesn't want to come back. She does not. And that's, that's, Oh, there's, there's so many things that, uh, you know, that, that, that scripture speaks to, uh, as far as the believer and the privilege that we will have in death, uh, and the hope that we have in the resurrection. Um, uh, you know, Thomas Watson said, quote, the, the body shall rise again. Uh, we are not so sure to rise out of our beds as we are to rise out of our graves. Amen. Uh, close quote. And so we hold to that. We hold to the fact that Christ is risen. Uh, therefore our bodies as saints must rise. We hold, uh, to the fact that, 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 that that's the truth. And, and again, Thomas Watson also said this, he said, quote, Christ did not rise from the dead as a private person, but as the public head of the church and the head being raised, the rest of the body shall not always lie in the grave. Um, you know, we were told in second Corinthians, first and second Corinthians that Christ is called the first fruits of them that sleep among the dead. Um, so we have hope there. Um, you know, but, uh, but man, I just I, like seeing this stuff in the, and, and, and the videos and the, the, the Instagram posts and, uh, stuff on Twitter coming out of Bethel, I just, we just had to address it. We had to. Um, and I'm so glad that men, men that, uh, uh, that the Lord has elevated in, 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 in positions of authority as pastors like Costi Hinn and John MacArthur and Steve Lawson and, uh, uh, uh Gabe Hughes and Dustin Binge and Nate Pickowitz and, uh, people like that, that, that we follow and gotten to know, uh, Brad Weber, um, are, are speaking into this as well in yeah. trying to, trying to warn the sheep of the wolves, uh, and then earnestly, earnestly content, contending with those wolves to repent and believe. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm going to say this just, just, just because, you know, oftentimes when we talk about stuff like this, you know, we get the, the tone police, uh, we, we get the people who, who try to defend, uh, what they're saying and they're just immature and you're just being too harsh and you're being judgmental. And no, the, the, the very, very things that we talked about in this episode are things that I would require of myself and of AG and of Josh and of a- anyone professing belief, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, anybody that says they hold to the infallibility inerrancy and sufficiency of scripture, um, uh, should, should hold to these things. That's not just me calling them out. That's me pointing to myself and saying, I better be following these things as well. Mm-hmm. But scripture is clear to, to dismantle the teaching and to rebuke publicly Titus one nine. Uh, and, 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 and so that, that's what we, we've been trying to do tonight, uh, or whenever you listen to this. Um, so, uh, man, one thing I want to do, do you have anything else to add? Cause I, I wanted to pray. Um, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. And, and, um, so, and I would ask, I mean, if you've gotten through this hour, uh, which I don't think we meant for it to be that long, but well, it's us. So, uh, you know, uh, I'd ask you to pray with us uh, and continue to pray with us. Um, uh, as, as, as this, this story continues to unfold, uh, you know, one of the questions that somebody asked, uh, uh, a friend of ours asked me this today, and I didn't tell you this already is, you know, what if they just have her, what if she's not really dead and they just have her in hiding and they're just going to come back and say, look, she's been, she's been resurrected. So I'm like, well, no, it's, it's on record that she died. 
Um, number one, number number two, the, 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 yeah, the, we don't have to worry about that. The, the, this, their, their sins will find them out and are finding them out. So, um, so yeah, so I just want to pray and, uh, and then you guys are free to go. You're dismissed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> a habit, I guess. All right. Oh, gracious heavenly father. We, uh, um, God, we thank you for your sovereignty. God, we thank you that you, uh, nothing happens outside of your control. No one dies, not in your time. Nothing happens, not in your time. It may happen outside of ours and it may not be what we want. And Lord knows, God, you know, uh, that, that these parents, uh, of this, of, of Olive, this little girl obviously did not want to lose their two-year-old daughter. So, Father, we first and foremost, uh, God, I pray for their hearts. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that the gospel, the true and whole and full gospel will be shared with them. God, I pray that you soften their hearts to believe it. I pray that you give their minds more discernment than they have had. Father, for for, uh, anyone else that's listening uh, to the things that Bethel is saying and doing. God, I pray you give them a spirit of discernment. God, I pray that they are able to see the the rank heresy that is coming from the mouths and through the actions of the people uh, in, in Bethel. Uh, Pro- Father, I pray that you would save out of it. Father, I, we know, we said this earlier, God, we know that Olive's death is not without purpose. And Father, we pray that through her death uh, that you would God, that you would create the greatest miracle in the lives of of hearts of people who believe that the spiritual miracle is greater than any, the spiritual resurrection is greater than any physical resurrection that could take place. The God, you save, you turn stony hearts into flesh. You take people who were dead in trespasses and sins, spiritual corpses, and you raise them to newness of life in you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. So God, I pray that you would do that. I pray that you would open eyes. I pray that you would renew and, and regenerate hearts through the death of this little girl, as tragic as it is. God, and I pray for all of us, God, all of us, that we would be sanctified in your truth. Your word is truth. God, may it soften us. May it conform us more and more into the image of the true Christ, the Christ that is truly and fully God and truly and fully man. God, lead us, please. We beg of you and we thank you for your sovereignty, your provision, your immense and unmerited grace. And we love you because you first loved us. And we thank you for that resurrection power that does live in us and that we will see one day, truly as scripture says, in Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you for hanging with us for an hour as we talk about this uh, very tragic situation. Uh, But as we come to a close, I want to remind you that Bethel is demonic. Bill Johnson is a wolf, and they are leading people astray. Go in God's grace. See ya.